that wasn't very confident. Yeah, sure, was it? It's just <laughs> you didn't count yet. Are we recording? You didn't give me the count. I mean, we are recording. We, yeah. are, we are. We are recording, <laughs> aren't we? Uh, hello, internet, and welcome to Say Report Junior, uh, the show you should be listening to, downloading, and to. Oh, nope, I screwed it up. Hold on. Sub- listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week. Got it. <laughs> you you interrupted by not interrupting me. That was such a mean way to troll. <laughs> I like. Uh, I I <laughs> I started. I forgot to count, and I just hit the button, and I was like, "Oh, you're like you're, re- you're like you ready? Yeah, I think I'm ready. <laughs> uh, you're not counting. What are we doing? Uh, oh, I'm one of your host companions, Zach Sarawick, and I'm the other host companion, Dale Decker, who is a right. jerk. Ah, uh, well, well, there's there's jerk, and then there's just forgetful. I mean, <laughs> I'm no. taking. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt can, that that wasn't on purpose. I mean, it's like it was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I was. I hit it, and then I was like, "Oh, I should have counted." Oh, oh I think. I think this is what I meant to do. I think. No, that's what I meant to do. So, because uh, I said like, I was going to do it at one point. You did say at some point you might do that too. Yeah. Me? So I got it out that, of the way. That ding, by the way, not my spoke detector that was messenger all right well <laughs> so I'm, gonna you... just mute. I'm gonna mute my phone now you can mute your phone while i tell the story of how you ruined our smoke detectors i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you did, i didn't well, do anything I... I didn't curse anything i didn't use any voodoo dolls <laughs> i didn't use any black magic i think you did and i think that is why i <laughs> retaliated by not telling you when i started to record no but seriously like the day, <laughs> the day after I told you about your smoke alarm, and then you still did not change it, <laughs> I woke up to a beep. A, a very because dis- smoke alarms have a very distinct beep to them. They they have a chirp. They, they have, have a chirp, a chirp. Meant entirely to get your attention, exactly. or if you're me, to recognize and immediately wipe from my brain. <laughs> yeah. So that is a noise I do not have to listen to. So I, I woke I woke up to this chirp because we have one upstairs, we have one downstairs, and then we have a third one, like in the at the top of the basement stairs. So we have three total, and I woke up to the the one upstairs chirping, and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> and I thought it was just that one, and then I came home from work, and the other two were chirping, and. Devin changed out the batteries, and then there was more chirping. <laughs> and then today, this this tonight, this night, uh, we were ma- Devin was making dinner, and it started going off. The alarm started going off, so I was trying to like you know shake a towel over near it to you know get the smoke away from it, and it stopped. And then it happened again, and this time it would not stop. And then. It just kept going, going off. Devin ripped it off of the ceiling and then took the battery out. So now we are down a smoke alarm. So so he pulled the the Zach Sarawick method, which is just pull the battery out and don't worry about it. (laughs) It sounds um, exactly like there's a great episode of Simpsons where Homer is trying to become an inventor. And one of the things he invents is the everything's okay alarm. And it's just a smoke alarm that just goes off until something goes wrong. And so it's just beep. It will go off every 10 seconds, beep, yep. and tug as everything is okay, beep, er, 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 and then it dies. Yep. So. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, it was just so funny. And I'm like, I, I can't help but blame Zach. <laughs> like, I, I pulled he... the battery out of my <sighs> smoke alarm. It, it's ghost rose into the ether, came down in Rhode Island and said, it's your turn now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's how things work in and this Zach world. Sent me. <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been sent to haunt you next. Ooh, there are three. He I don't know how many smoke alarms you have. I have so much more room to move I have around so here. So much more room to play. God. <laughs> oh. uh, so how is how's your week been? How's things? Uh now, things are... aside from going crazy from smoke alarms. <laughs> no, things are good. Things are things are good. Um I my weekend I really didn't do much which was nice I um I basically just did laundry and and sat around and my weekend is an irregular weekend so I have it off but nobody else does um so I basically just sat on the couch watched TV played video games it was really nice it was really it was really cool um and I I so one of my bosses brought up a show to me or like re-brought up a show to me from from Netflix called River um and it sounds familiar but I don't know if I've ever It's it's Stellan uh Stellan Stasgard Scar- one of the one of the Stars guards Stars guards yes. yeah Stellan Stars are the he's you know he's in Mamma Mia he um which I The older Stars guard Yes Yeah so he's in Mamma Mia he is in Pirates of the Caribbean um he, cause he, I think he plays someone's. He's like one he's, uh, of boots, he's Bootstrap Bill, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's he's got like a starfish on his face, which I did not realize it was him until I was looking through pictures of him yesterday. So that was cool. <laughs> um, but this well, show. I would require you to remember Pirates of the Caribbean, and really, who does that? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even though he was like the coolest character. Um, anyways, so this this show River, I like put into my queue on Netflix like years ago. Um probably can I say years ago? It's probably like 4 years ago, <laughs> 4 or 5 years ago. But it's just been sitting there and I never touched it. It was just, you know, I add a lot of things to my queue and then maybe watch an episode and never go back. Cough cough Shira, cough cough uh, a do lot it, of other stuff. Oh, do it. I have such um, an important thing to say about one of those characters. <laughs> I know you do. Um, but it's just like I'm in between like four or five shows right now on Netflix because I'm just bad at binging things. The The best thing I've binged was uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, and The Orville. Those have been the two really like shows that I've binge watched correctly. If that, may, <laughs> if you can, um, but no. So I started River because my boss brought it up, and he he said it was great. So I started that, and I it, I can't say much about it because it's one of those you just need to watch it. If you're if you're gonna if you like have an hour, you just need to watch the first episode <clears throat> and see if it catches you, which it's probably going to. Um. It it's just you know Stellan Stasgard I can't pronounce his name, um plays a a detective. I can't tell you what he is you know searching for because it gives away a lot. It's just, it's probably, it's probably one of 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe this. It is, is the, the most... Joe Nesbo shows by any chance? What is it? Is, that, is it based on any of the novels by Joe Nesbo? Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. He's a um, Swedish author, and Stellan Skarsgård was also in a series based on one of his books that was then remade with Kenneth Branagh in the, on the BBC. And so I was just wondering if like it was the same no, writer or the same characters know. or anything like that. I don't know. I'm not Out sure. Out of curiosity. That I haven't paid attention to. <laughs> But it's 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 one of those shows where I really like you can't talk about it with someone unless they've watched it. Like, you can't even give spoilers because someone out there who listens to this might listen to it, might and be like, "Oh, I need to watch that," and I can't give the usual spoilers that we give, which right. sucks. But um, yeah, it's 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 so good, and I watched the next two episodes, and there's only six episodes. It's one season. There are six episodes. And that's that it. That sounds very. And they're European. an hour yep. each. Yeah, and they're an hour yeah. each. So oh, I have, cool. th- I have so three left. Yeah, definitely check it out and let me know. So we. So yeah, um, definitely, definitely recommend it. Um, and then I I finally watched the Honey I Shrunk the Kid movies. I well, heard. So I watched Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Uh. And well, Devin and I watch Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and then we watch Honey I Blew Up the Baby. Right? Is that was that blew one's title? Blew up the kid. Honey, I blew up the kid. Yep. Honey, I blew up the kid. Those movies <laughs> <laughs> are 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 better than I expected them to be. I I've I've always been kind of afraid to go back and rewatch them, and it's really weird. So I don't think I've ever really. I don't. I can't tell you the last time I sat down and watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the original, all the way through. I must have seen Honey, We Blew Up the Kid like a thousand times because it was always played on Disney Channel. Yeah. That was one of those like Sunday afternoon just movies that they could play whenever they wanted. And Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, I must have watched eight million times and annoyed the hell out of my family. I was one of those annoying little kids that would uh, – excitedly shout out things from the trailer <laughs> as they were happening in the movie. So the number of times I made my family sit down and watch this movie or just had it on while they were around yeah. and I was repeating things ad nauseum. Oh God, I must have been so annoying. But I, it, for whatever reason, ingrained itself as one of my favorite kids' movies. Yeah. I have a feeling that I, I've seen Honey, I Shrunk Ourselves, but I'm not sure. Like when, when Honey, I Shrunk the Kids started and it's the animated opening... I was like, is this, is it, what's the movie that takes place in a lab? And Devin was like, do you mean this movie that we are about to watch? <laughs> and I was like, no, it's, it's an actual lab. You know, there's like, and they're running around and it's crazy and it's an actual lab. And he was like, what? So, this one, so you were confused so, by the animated opening much like your Little Mermaid experience yes. where you weren't sure that yeah. it was going to become live action at some point? So, no, it was just like something like sparked in my memory that I've seen something similar to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but in a lab. But then the second one takes place in a lab, kind of, but it's also not the second one. Like, I've never seen the second one, so I have a feeling it might be the third one. It's not, because that movie entirely okay. takes place within so the confines no, of their house. I have no idea you what this have movie seen, is in my head. Is it possible you're thinking of, like, maybe an episode of the series? I, no, I don't it's think very, so. I don't think I've ever seen the series. But anyways, whatever. Because um, I, I have no idea what this movie is. 
Um, <laughs> and I've never seen the TV um, it's series. It's Rick Moranis at his best. I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. But I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the movie that I thought of also had Rick. Rick Moranis. Yep. You know who I meant. Um, Rick Moran. Oh my God. Moranis. Thank you. I this is same person who was just like coughing there oh my god i drank water wrong and i was coughing the whole time anyways um i thought that was your bronchitis coming back to haunt you no that was me drinking water wrong um yeah no but the 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 honey i shrink the kids movies both of them it blew up the kid it it just they're just so fun although terrifying because those were definitely like, ones where they did not think about the implications of anything of what they were doing. They were just like, wouldn't no. it be funny if your kids shrank or one of them was giant and they yeah. stopped there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but that the whole scorpion scene in Honey, I Shrink the Kids, like, legit terrifying. They could have died. I mean, they could have died at any moment. But I did not feel more, like, more terror for them than in that moment. And I'm like, you're sleeping in a Lego, life is good, and then boom, scorpion, and you're dead. Like, <laughs> this is how this movie is going to go, one, and one I was not so ready. Small. <laughs> one minute, you're so small, all you can really have to think about is, man, I never have to step on a Lego brick and feel ultimate pain ever again, and then the scorpion attacks. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> um... But yeah, they were, they were so good. And Devin kept being like, oh, MGM had this. I got to slide down that slide. I'm like, yeah. I wish it was oh, still. Man. I wish I could. I wish I could do that. I don't know, know if I've ever talked about this, but my 10th birthday, we went to um, Disney World and Universal Studios as like a big family trip for, for when I turned 10. Mm. And we went to every park in Disney at the time. So Animal uh I almost said Animal Planet. Animal Kingdom was not open yet. <laughs> Animal Planet was not a thing yet. Um, but we went to the 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 Tony Trunk Ourselves section and we got to play around yeah. and all of that. And that was, oh my God, one of the greatest things. Because there was also probably a part of me that at 10 years old assumed that this was everything that was actually in the movie. It wasn't. They yeah. wouldn't do that. They wouldn't let little kids touch those things. Zach, don't be dumb. <laughs> but there's probably, there's definitely a part of me that at 10 years old went into that and went, Oh my God! It's the stuff from the movie. <laughs> there's the giant oatmeal pie, and there's the ant. The so. oatmeal pie scene is so good. <laughs> like, when they just <laughs> scoop it out, and the ant, I cried so hard because I knew it was gonna die, and I was just like, "Damn it!" We gotta kill something, and it can't be a kid. Kill the ant. Kill the ant. Kill Auntie. <laughs> Poor ant. Always remember Auntie. Pour, pour one out for Auntie. Pour one out for Auntie. But yeah, no, they were. I was. I was very pleasantly surprised by them. Had a lot of fun watching those. And then, hmm, what else have I done? Oh, I played some Destiny. Did you? Uh, I've never played I it. I don't know what you're talking about. No, you've about. never played. <laughs> no, Destiny. No. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I remember more of the two times that we played Destiny this last week. I remember more the setup process than I do actually playing the game. <laughs> Oh my god, the setup process for getting four people to sit down and play a game that really is only a three-person game when it comes right down yeah, to it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I I, can't believe that it... I don't understand why in a story thing you can only have three people. Like, that does not... 
makes sense to me. The only thing I can think of is there's upscaling that happens with whoever's the highest level in your group. And there's downscaling and all this stuff. There's a lot of weird scaling that they do to try and even things out, except for in Crucible, where they just stick you against a team of level <laughs> 60. Oh, that was awful. Crazy people. Yeah. Oh um, but there's a lot of weird, of weird enemy power scaling that goes on with depending on the group. So they probably just like, if we just set it at three we can work with that number the easiest like that's that has to be the reason otherwise you're right there's no reason why yeah. it can't be four and why it can't be six because why it can't be others. well because uh, especially when you think of there are other people running around right someone who is running around could have just started following us and like done similar thing i don't think they would have right, done the, the exact story stuff but they would have you know been around and right, stuff was largely happening. that's because largely that's what that's the big thing is that like whoever kicks off the story thing the yeah. other members of the team have to get the waypoints and stuff for that so that but then you're right then there's also just people that can just follow and do that I but mean, they're not getting any sort of credit for yeah, what they're doing no other than killing stuff yeah i mean i definitely <laughs> that's happened before with, with when i was just playing by myself because i've also never played like purposefully never played with people in Destiny. This was the first time, this weekend was the first time that I've ever been in a fire team or anything like that. So it was a different and experience. And we spent the first like, third of the time telling you to go do your own thing for a little bit because yeah. we could follow you. Exactly. Because <laughs> like... I haven't played in a while. But no, uh. I, but it's so, like, I still love that game as ridiculous as it is and as stupid as it is sometimes. Like, I really like the story, I like the characters and all that, but. Um, yeah, I just wish, like, playing together was better. And I wish, I've really, matchmaking, you can't put the low, like, that just wasn't fun. Yeah, let's, let's, let's so, explain to you. I muted you. Sorry, my phone went off again. How? So, oh, let, let's should, explain you, I thought you said a you little muted bit. me. No, sorry, I um, stopped to yell at my phone for a second. We need to explain exactly what happened yes, to us so, so that it doesn't sound, sound like we're babbling. <laughs> um, so what happened, basically, was we all... Uh, the, the Say Report family, uh, so Devin, Seijin, Zach, and myself, all went into Destiny 2 to play Crucible. And if you don't know what Crucible is, it's basically uh, player versus player. You can do competitive mode. Um, you can do quick play. Like, you can just do... It's all player versus player stuff. Um, and, and, you know, control the point and... Oh, I don't know what other. I don't think there are any other games. Largely, modes. I mean, yeah, all largely mainly, different versions of the same thing, though, which yeah. are you get points for killing the team and capturing a point in exactly. various different formations. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we go in and we go into one match, and it was fairly even. I would say the, our first match, even though we lost, I, I still would say it was a fairly even match. Um. I don't think we were like killed. Just, like I don't think I don't think we were demolished. Judging <laughs> by the little clan tags that everybody had, it looked like that other team the first time was made up of like three or four people that had never that were not at least part of a clan. Together, yeah. So probably were not like group, like <laughs> new people who knew each other, yeah. as opposed to us who all have the same tag because we were mm -hmm. all in the same clan together. All of that. Exactly. Uh, that was not so much the case the second time where no. we were definitely playing against four people who were definitely, definitely coordinating with each other. And like, were scary. Like, these people had to have put in hours upon hours upon hours into Destiny. And like, they uh, they were level 600 
right? Someone said? Yes. They were yes. level they were 600. Yeah, they were all at level 50 and 600 power. Yeah. They all had guns that could kill us in like three shots. Yep. One they shot? All... Are you kidding me? They... I got one-shotted yeah. so many times. Also, to give you some perspective, I believe I was at level 11. I was a level 11 person with a 100-level light and I went to like... And I went to level 20 as we were playing those games. Like, the, the experience yeah. for playing those Crucible matches got me yeah. to level 20. Yeah. So we so... were fairly spread out. And it was just, it, it just got to the point where it was not fun anymore, <laughs> you know? Like, it, like, like the, the closest thing I have to compare it to is Overwatch, all right? Um, because that is just the, the most, um, you know, player versus player that I've ever played. And in Overwatch, even low-level people still can have fun because you're usually matched up with a team that is evenly matched. So, like, in your team, you will have maybe a level 10 or even a level 5 person grouped with a, like, third-tier prestige whatever magical unicorn person you have there, right? <laughs> so at least you have someone who can help, and then you on the other team, there's basically that same loadout <laughs> and it's fun and i mean i feel like overwatch is more user friendly than than some other games like like destiny that's true that is also um, that is also i mean it's but, weird that we're talking about two blizzard products yeah, but no, right? it is also a game that is that is all that game is exactly so like that's that's like what they, have, what to they have to do to make that game on. work as opposed to destiny which is like eight different things yeah. smashed together hoping that you'll come back and play <laughs> yeah it's it was just crazy and it just, just didn't it just was not fun anymore and then we started doing our own story stuff <laughs> and playing soccer and playing soccer. a lot of soccer yep yep <clears throat> i got my void walker so that was cool I crossed the void. I'm sorry, you mean your purple grenade? My purple grenades! <laughs> I got I got the purple grenades. <laughs> the uh, purple power. I played the same story mission twice because I followed Seijin and Devin through it, and then I followed you through it. Yep. <laughs> like, literally the same exact thing that I just did twice. Yep. And had fun doing it both times. That's the other thing. As much as, like... So when I got Destiny 2, I had never played Destiny. I had heard yeah. all the different things about Destiny, you know, a lot of sp stuff about initially about how when it first launched it was kind of boring, and then there was a couple of crappy DLCs, and then a really good DLC. And so when D Destiny 2 came out, my assumption was they kind of figured out a lot of that. So I picked it up, and I really enjoyed when I got it, and I played it a lot. Like, mm -hmm. I definitely have gotten my $60 worth out of this game. Uh, and I'm still up in the air about spending more money on DLC, but I, I've never, I don't regret buying and playing Destiny 2. But I That's definitely good. was like, played through the whole story and everything with the Warlock class and unlocked all of that stuff, and it was great. And then I started playing Titan to get about halfway through, and that's when I started to lose my <laughs> mind again. But that says something that I could play it one and a half times. Yeah. And still, like, that was, that's, that's still a full game. Like, that's still a t 20 or 30 hour campaign one and a half times. So yeah. I got 60 hours out of that game. Exactly. And now having, like, more people to play with regularly and just kind of go through at my own pace, I think that's the other thing that helps. But between the four of us, none of us is like rushing to finish this game anymore. Yeah. I think so. I th I do think that I need to finish the story 
before we do anything else. Mm. Because I care about the story. Right. That's a lot. There's a, there's so much of that story. Like at this point for me, that story is a year and a half old, and so like I don't even think well, about that. But um, yeah, because I don't I don't remember a lot from about it. I mean, let's be honest. I haven't even finished the story of Destiny. I don't think I might have. Well, my understanding was that there wasn't very much story in Destiny to begin with. Well, there is, <laughs> but so... the, but I mean, there is, but it's also kind of chopped up, and you know. It's kind of like how, you know, Destiny 2 is. It's it's a story, but it gets chopped up because of all the other stuff you can do and all right. the other stuff that you get tasked to do that you lose the the story while you go through. But um the f- the first night we played and I think it was it was Siegen, Devin and I um I think Devin was still downloading, so Siegen and I did a story to, like the story mode that the story that I had to do and we went through and we watched it and I I couldn't really pick up everything because we were talking and all that and I'm like all right I think I know what's happening and then we played through again for Devin because he had to do the same story mode and then we played through their next part and, and Devin <laughs> skipped over all the story oh god and I was like oh no I don't know what happened <laughs> so I need to find it on YouTube. But then even last, uh, were we playing last night? No, the two nights two ago nights when ago. we were playing, I put on subtitles and like just tuned you guys out. Because I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dealing with this anymore. Yeah, when I, was I want to play with you guys, but I, I also on, I want was, to know. Um, I was talking to CJ about something. We were trying to figure out the ridiculous map process in this game to figure yes. out where we were going. And so I was talking to CJ about it and I realized we were talking about because our, our characters were a lot lower level than what we were playing the first night, we realized, oh okay, that's why, because this thing moves at this point and this thing moves. And all of a sudden he's like, you should also make sure that when Dale jumps on, you stop talking about that. I was like, what? <laughs> you mean blank? He's like, yeah. It's like that's like we talked about it like ten times the other night when she was downloading it. Why can't I talk? I was like, I think she tuned that out, and she's very, very adamant that she not get spoiled on the story, even though it's just a thing. It's like, oh, okay, I will not talk about yeah. this thing. That <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's so weird how much I care about the story because really, like you said, is there a story? Like, like I mean, and like how I just That's said. The thing. Like, Destiny One, that like the the big kind of thing was there's a story, but so much of it is locked behind like <laughs> things that you pick up and stuff. Like exactly. it's not actually in the game itself, <clears throat> as opposed to Destiny Two, which definitely has a story and a campaign. Yeah. But. But it's just it's just the the, the I'm so invested in this story that I barely remember anything. Too. I just remember how I felt that first moment Gaul kicks you off of the cliff and then you have to, um, like, trudge, you have to drag yourself through this broken city. And I just remember, like, in tears. And I'm like, this is, like, my livelihood. I, like, the light is my life. Like, the fact that I don't have my light right now. is terrifying and then all the stuff of you know oh the light came back to you and i wonder why the light came back to you and i mean i mean it's it's 
you're the main person. Because the, 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 the game needs to, to exist. What I love is that, <laughs> is, that story, but... is that story element happening while 50 other people are playing around you that are also getting that same story mission and being yeah. told they're the one that got their life exactly. like, well, me and the 50 other guys behind me. But I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so ridiculous. It's disbelief in an MMO. I got it. Exactly. <laughs> It's I'm just... the chosen one of the million people playing this game. <laughs> I'm I that has always made me laugh. Even back when I was playing Pirates 101 and Wizards 101, and it's like you're the one, you're the one who needs to save the world, and it's like, yeah, but okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll believe you, sure. even though there's like another person here standing <laughs> on top of my sprite, and I can barely see guy's, myself guy's dancing All on right. my head. Okay, sure. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's just so ridiculous how invested I am in the story that I I really don't know much about. Except I know the characters, kind of. I know the characters from the commercials. That's about yeah. as much as I know. Yeah. I mean, it, like I, I sent you guys that meme of, of... I don't know if you saw it, but... I probably did. I I created a Devin and I first of all Destiny invaded my dreams which when that happens it's time to take a break from video games <laughs> uh but Destiny definitely invaded my dreams and then the next morning Devin and I were talking and about how much I care about the story which again is ridiculous but oh sorry um how much I care about the story and the one that he skipped was Utopia, which, I mean, honestly, I don't really care that much that he skipped it, but I would like to know what happened, so I still need to find the YouTube video of what I happened. I don't even remember Utopia. Yeah, it's like, the fact that I remember the name <laughs> of this, the mission, that, like, all of these people playing Destiny do not remember is is telling in itself but i remember I was the, like, feel like, like most of that story i remember as oh yeah that moment when this dumb thing happened or this silly thing happened yep. it's like like the mission that we all that we played monday night i couldn't tell you anything about it except oh it's the one where Cade keeps teleporting around places and so you just hear nathan fillion screaming every now and then <laughs> i'm like oh i'm over here no i'm back here hey yeah. over here <laughs> but like that was so good and then and so, so I'm talking to Devin. I'm like, I don't know what happened during Utopia, and now Ikora is missing. And he's like, Ikora is not missing, Dale. She's on Io. And there's a lot of people listening to this right now, and they're like, What are these two? No what are these what two saying. talking yeah. about? Play Destiny, you'll get it. Or just watch YouTube, you'll get it. Ugh. But it, but he yeah. was like, <laughs> the, the, the like, <laughs> short version of the story to Destiny Two is. Because of Destiny One, you have a very powerful godlike character, and yep. so they wrote a story reason for you to not have your power anymore, and you have to get it back. <sighs> yep. The end. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but but he was just like, I is on IO, and I'm like, yeah, maybe we don't know. And he's like, no, no, the game is making us go to IO. Why would we have to go to IO to find to not find Ikora? And I was like, to find her dead body and make me cry. Like, that is what this sole like, purpose I of mean, this to game be, to is. To be honest, like, the quest, the, like, adventure quest, um, like, national treasure Indiana Jones style of story, which is, I think the thing is here, and it's, nope, the thing's not here, but here's a clue to where it is yeah, next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... But so, because Devin does not give a shit about any of the story of Destiny. 
So it's really funny to have conversations <laughs> about the story of Destiny with him. Yeah. That's been my oh, week. I also tried Fallout 76. Oh, that's right. Oh, Fallout yeah. 76, my broken, broken baby. Yeah. Oh, you're such a broken little... <laughs> such a, You're such a useless and broken toy that I can't <laughs> stop picking up and going... I think I can figure it out this time. <laughs> I think I can fix you. I can fix you. Oh, wait, no. So yeah. what's your experience with the Fallout games before this? Have uh, you played any of the Fallout games before this? I played Fallout 4 for maybe 20 minutes. And so, then... So you got maybe half of Bethesda's giant opening that they have to put at the beginning yep. of every freaking game. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, um, I played up until the part where you get the suit... Yeah, you literally and got halfway then, through the opening. Okay. Yeah, and then <laughs> I think I threw away a gun, and then the big giant monster started to come at me, and I was like, I have no way of killing these. I'm done with oh, this Oh, you're back game. on 76. Sorry. No, no, I was... no, 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 no. This is Fallout 4. Fallout 4? Wait, what yeah. suit did you get? I'm very confused. That's not the, There's no monsters in the opening of that. You there... get the suit, and then you get cryogenically frozen. So, no, 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 so. no, 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 okay, so Fallout 4, right, you you start, you get, you, you go, and it's you and your husband and your baby, right, right. Or, or you and your wife, depending on which gender you choose. Um, Damn it, Bethesda, <laughs> and your heteronormativity, anyway. <laughs> um, so, and you, you know, you get ready, you do your whole face stuff and all that, which I spend way too much time on. Oh, it's the best though. It's the it really best is. <laughs> Seventy. When I played seventy six, I was at my friend's house, and he was like, "Just can you be done? I just want you to play the game." And I'm like, "I need to make sure that my what, nose is correct." What your friend didn't tell you is that he was afraid that you would realize that that is really the only functioning <laughs> and good part of that game is the um, character creation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Fallout Four, you do that, and then you go into the vault. And then you wake up and you find out your significant other one is dead and the baby is dead, to which I started okay, crying. Okay, so when, when you said suit, I thought you meant, like, the moment when you walk into the vault and they hand you your vault suit no. and then you get a chamber. Okay. No. Okay, no, never no, no, mind. No, 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 I got okay. out of the vault. And then <laughs> and then you go, you get out of the vault, and then you go to, the, like, the Revolutionary oh, Museum. You're talking about the power armor when you come out of the, the helicopter and, yeah. like, jump badass into the street. Is that what you mean when you got your suit? Do you come out of a helicopter? I don't know. You go up to the top of the museum. It's like the Revolutionary yeah. War Museum. You go to the very top. You go to the roof, and there's a suit there, a power suit. You put that on, and then, like, you jump off the building. Okay. And did you take the minigun like you were supposed to when you did that? I don't that's like think I did. See, there you go. That's <laughs> why that didn't work for you. I know. You're supposed to rip the minigun out of the helicopter <laughs> and then start shooting people. <laughs> so everybody I tell this story to, that's the reaction. <laughs> because did not do that. I instead grabbed a piece of wood and oh was like, God. I can do this. I'm in a you power suit. Do- you tried to pull a like Dark Souls. Um, what's the what's the the class in Dark Souls where you get nothing? I don't like you know. start off with like you start. There's a, there's a class in Dark Souls where you start off with like a, a loincloth and a wooden stick and no like no help whatsoever as oh, far as yeah. like items. Yeah. And like that's what it sounds like you did. Uh, yeah. It was like no no I got this. Give me a board with a nail in it. 
I got this. Don't worry about <laughs> Cause it. Because I did not grab the minigun. Or I, or I did grab the minigun and then immediately threw it away on accident. I don't also remember. Possible. It's but entirely I, possible. But I, I definitely was like, I have no gun to fight these things. I like to, I like to think that I'm you gonna accidentally grab this... just switched weapons, which means you had the minigun the whole time. You just didn't have it equipped. Yeah. Which would be even funnier <laughs> it was probably what happened i could open i could open up the save data of my fallout 4 and see what happened and see where uh, i screwed up now <laughs> and then the big things start coming at me and i have my wood the piece of wood in my hand or the bat or whatever and i'm like this game sucks i'm done uh, with it so so i stopped playing it which Yes, and I admit, and I know, I know it's in my okay. heart that it was not a fair assessment of the game. No, but, but at the same done. time, so first off, it's a fair assessment in that the game didn't obviously, like, point you in the right direction well enough, which is definitely a problem with, with Bethesda games in general sometimes. What I like to think is that what you actually missed after that is if you got through all of that, the next, like three hours of that game is getting the group out of the museum back to your hometown and then being taught the entire like sims like building aspect of that game that is really not super fun <laughs> and then all of a sudden getting trapped in an endless loop of going to help other settlements in the name of the minutemen over and over so... and oh my god there's there's a lot of there's a lot of problems with fallout 4 a game I loved and played through and also recognized is also a broken child. So. so now that you've just explained the stuff after the minigun mishap, I don't remember. Because I definitely met Dogmeat, the dog. You meet Dogmeat on the way to, on the way out of your town to the museum in the first place. You dog meets one of the you meet them at the gas station outside of town. Oh, like, okay. The, All right. So, Never mind yeah, then. No, that yeah, makes sense. No, then I definitely stopped at the minigun thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I definitely yeah, you probably stopped when the death claw came out of the sewers and you didn't have a weapon that would defeat a death claw unless you just had the minigun strapped to your back without noticing. Which I just <laughs> love that image. That's a very SpongeBob image of you standing there with a piece of with like a stick and a giant gun strapped to your back and going, Well, all I have is this stick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, this Fallout seventy Fallout seventy six basically strips away any story part of of Fallout four and leaves you with the building part and yeah. the wander around till you run into stuff part. Yeah, like that's what Fallout seventy six is. Um, and they couldn't even do that right because the game is glitched so poorly. <laughs> I also have played maybe five minutes five or ten minutes of fallout three so i've played as the baby and then i was the young myself i was the young mm. child at the birthday party but i don't think i ever i don't think i got out of the vault because i just didn't have time because i don't it's such a long it's like a 45 friends. minute opening to fallout yeah. three the best the best <laughs> and the best part of it is right at the beginning when you realize your dad is liam neeson once you've had that realization you go well there's nothing cool about this opening anymore <laughs> Because your dad is played by Liam Neeson. <laughs> really? Wow, that's yeah, I missed that. By, yeah, he's voiced that's by amazing. Liam Neeson. That was one of those things when I when I played Fallout Three, uh, like which I've said before, is the reason that I'm like the video gamer I am now. Fallout Three is the thing that like got me into video games in a way that is like probably unhealthy at this point. But it also took me like half the game before I realized that Liam Neeson was my dad. Because yes. I kept I, I spent I spent a good chunk of that game going, why does this voice sound so familiar? What is what? Who <laughs> is that 
Because in Oblivion, which was Bethesda's game before that, it was Patrick Stewart as the as the king. Oh my and God. so like I was under the impression that they just had a habit of hiring like one really prolific person to just show up and just like voice somebody. <laughs> oh man. That's crazy. Yeah, no, so I so I started Fallout seventy six and I immediately started a fist fight with someone in the vault because you couldn't do actually I thought you can't about pull a weapon. I thought about starting a fist fight, and then this person started a fist fight. But you can't hurt anybody. You can't hurt each other. Then, this is my this is this is my like hour experience of Fallout. Made my character, spent too much time on my character. Left, did all the stuff in the vault. Left the vault, went the wrong way, started getting attacked, and didn't have any way. Did not know how to fight anything. Because my friend, my friend Joe was like, I just want you to play. I just want you to, I just want to see if you can do what you do. I'm not going to try and help you. So I went the wrong way, did not get a weapon, was just killing, like punching stuff to kill it. And then he was like, you should just, I'm going to. Just go back to the vault. I'm going to help you now. <laughs> I actually don't remember when they give you your first gun, or like if well, they give you your first gun, but I mean, there's a good chance one of the things you killed probably had a gun on it and you just never picked it up. That's, that's also very true because I was hearing a sound effect of like coins, like yeah, ching that's, that's just you killed the thing. Yeah. The you killed the thing I sound. thought I was uh, collecting stuff. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. That's no. That's basically mm-hmm. the sound of your experience going up. Yeah. What that, what that is is your experience going up and nothing else. This yep. is part of the biggest problems with Fallout seventy six is that it assumes that you played at least Fallout four. It just yeah. assumes that you are coming to them from Fallout four because it's essentially Fallout seventy six is. I, I just played Red Dead. I started the Red Dead Online beta recently. Yeah. To check that out and. They are very comparable experiences, which is we expect that you've played the other game this is tied to, so there's not a ton that we're going to give you. Like, we're not going to explain how, like, your inventory works or anything because you know, like, all of the stuff that they assumed. The difference is that Red Dead Online came with Red Dead Redemption 2, and I didn't have to spend another $60 on it. Yeah. And so, like, the fact that it's kind of barren and they're still working some stuff out, it's also still in beta. So, like, there's assumption that things are going to change. But Fallout 76 is like, oh, here's a beta for an online addition to Fallout 4, but spend $60 on it. And also, we're definitely saying this is not in beta in a complete game, even though it's a complete trash fire. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. And then I, t- I got a machete and I teamed up with someone, the person who started the fist fight with me. And he just started running in circles. <laughs> and I was like, his gamer tag was like John, John something. So I kept yelling at the TV, John, like, what are you doing, John? And then he like ran off to the next thing, and there are scorches or whatever. Or the yes. like scorches. Okay. So we run into these scorches. I kill one, and he's over in the corner, and the little revive thing is blinking. And I'm like, God damn it, John, why did we team? Why did I team up with you? Like, but here's the thing. I know you're gonna die without me, so. Now you suck with each other. <laughs> so I go and I save him. And I like, kill all the guys and I save him. And we start walking. And again, he's just running in circles. And I'm getting so frustrated. I'm like, <laughs> just you just need to continue on. We just need to continue on. And then we come to the camp where the overseer's camp is, right? Right. And I take a nap because... That's a thing you can do in Fallout to get your health back. <laughs> but because and, you're playing, and, and, and it takes like five game, minutes. 
Yeah, because in any normal Bethesda game, you take a nap and then a little thing comes up that says, how long do you want your character to sleep? And then it skips ahead those in-game hours and then you're awake and you're refreshed and you're good. That system doesn't work in an MMO when other people still need to be playing the game. Yeah. And so they make sleeping real time. <laughs> yeah. So I sleep and I took a picture of it and there's the John and he's just looking at me. His gun is pointed at me. And then he oh, runs he was, away. He was definitely debating shooting you in your sleep. <laughs> just, so, can you hurt each other in the real... You, you can. So here's the way the system that system works, as far as I can tell, because, again, very poorly explained. Um, theoretically, you can shoot at each other, and it will do like a very minimal amount of damage unless you fire back, which is your way of saying, yes, we're doing a PvP yeah. fight now. Unless you accidentally have a bounty on you, which happened to me. So oh. there are so as you as you, like you talked about, there's the camp, the camp system, which is the thing where you set up your own little settlement with your own stuff that can kind of you can kind of carry with you and that has all of your workbenches and workshops and stuff like that. Um, and that's like the camp, the C A M P camp system. Mm. But there are also settlement areas around the around the map which are indicated by like a, I think it's like a hammer and a wrench or something where um, normally you can't set up your camp too close to something on the map. It'll tell you you're too close to this or that. But these settlements, you can start building like literally within them and then they will also build up resources for you and all this stuff. And it becomes a massive pain in the butt because then people will come in and try to steal stuff from you. And so you spend the whole game trying to defend that instead of playing the game of Fallout 76. So, so I don't even do that. I've never bothered with that. But... I did come up to one that had been claimed, and so I was like, okay, so here's the stuff this guy built. I'm not going to take that stuff. That's rude. I'm going to go into this shack that's clearly part of just the thing on the map and break into a toolbox and steal a wrench or something, whatever's in there, and it still considered me stealing from the character that had claimed the area, and so now I had a 10 bottle cap bounty on my head. And when you have a bounty on your head, you are no longer required to shoot back at people. <laughs> oh. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> so I so I was like running around the map and I'm like running into this gas station and I'm like shooting some shooting some ghouls and some scorches and the next thing I know and I, there was a guy I saw him like in another building and I waved to him I did the little wave emote and then he must have looked at the map and realized I had a bounty and at some point he had come up to the to the door and he just threw a grenade into the building and blew me up. Just out of nowhere, I'm sitting there shooting off, like defending myself from 10 things trying oh to kill me. And the next thing I know, God. I hear a grenade go off and I just blow up. And oh that's the end of me. My God. <laughs> Ridiculous. So I, Fallout 76, not my game, I don't think. Oh, and at the same time, not, I will go back and game, play it again. Not my game I, to uh, buy. I will not buy Fallout 76. Someone has it. Maybe if I want to kill some time, have some fun but I am not going to buy Fallout 76. It is a game that, in concept, on paper, I love the idea. Because the idea is, like, the, the very vague story going on around this, uh, which also, again, requires you to kind of know other Fallout lore, which yeah. is crazy. Um, so the Vault system in the, in the Fallout series is that they were actually a series of social experiments. There was a couple of control vaults, but the rest of them were just kind of screwed up experiments on different ways for uh, different ways for societies to work so like in fallout 3 you can come across one that's literally 
all clones. What if this entire vault was made up of clones of the one same guy? And when you go in there, they've all gone insane, and they just run around screaming, Gary, 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 and then they shoot you. (laughs) And then it, like... And because they've all gone insane, because they're all—they've all been locked away together with a guy that looks exactly like a million other guys that look exactly like them. And then there's like the vault that you come out of in Fallout Three is all based on what is essentially a dictatorship. The overseer has all control over all decision making and all of this stuff. And and there's all these different things that you come across in different vaults. And in Fallout Seventy Six, the vault that you were in was one of the the control vaults. Right. It was one of the control vaults, which was they put what they considered the elite of society into so that when you would be the first vault to open up, go out into the wasteland and start rebuilding society. That's a great idea. They didn't execute on any of that. well, (laughs) Because, like, there's this whole thing going on where there are other people that survived the bombs that were not in the vaults, which is not a thing that's ever really come up in Fallout before, so it makes no sense, like, timeline-wise. Like, they have really not explained anything about who these people were, how they survived, what what they were doing. It's all insane. But I like the idea of you all go out there and you're the only people. Like, there's a reason that there's 24 people in a map and no NPCs. Because the idea is supposed to be that you're the only ones left alive, except for this storyline they're doing where there was definitely other people alive that are now dead again. And so it's like, why did you even bother? Because <laughs> I like the idea of we're the only people on the map and we have to rebuild things, but that's not what you did. You tried to also have like a vague story going out of the background, and that vague story doesn't work unless you give up on the concept of your original plan to begin with. Oh my God, Bethesda. What did you do? <laughs> Interesting. <sighs> I. <laughs> How was <sighs> your week? My week's been great. Now that, we've, My week... <laughs> now that we're 49 minutes into this episode. Well, it happens. My <laughs> week's been great. Um, I mean, the best thing is we talked about two of the biggest things, which was I played, I, I jumped into Red Dead Online, which right, for, for right now, like the, the biggest thing with Red Dead Online is that because it's in beta, there's like some story set up to your character just so that you feel like you have stuff to do. And then there's only like two things on the map you can really do. There's like horse racing mm. and some strange, some, some of those like stranger missions that I mentioned before that are like, here's the different activities you can do to earn some money on red dead online. Yeah. That's all you can do right now. Nice. <laughs> I'm assuming there's more stuff coming, but, 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 there is also just straight up PvP in this because they just are like, oh, well, you're outlaws. So, like, you're kind of just trusting that the other people on the map don't feel like shooting you for no reason, which did happen to me. I had to run away from a guy <laughs> last night because he was just firing away at me. Wow. Uh, it happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. Grenade so there's that. and all that. Uh, let's see. I finished Birds of Prey. Yes. It got – I turned – I did it. I did the thing I always do, which is that after 13 hours, my brain was rewired to kind of like the show. Um, that's, you, that's how they get you, Zach. So, well, you know what it was? Was a lot of the stuff that I complained about at the beginning in the first like few episodes of the series, they started to actually explain things, which I didn't think they would do. So like the whole new Gotham thing, they actually explained oh. because and tied it to my favorite Batman comic run ever. There was a part, there is a bat there is a run in the Batman comics in the lore called No Man's Land, mm. which comes right after one called Cataclysm, which was a, you know a few just a few issues, which was essentially a massive earthquake hits Gotham and destroys it, 
And the government response to that is we just walled off Gotham and fucking forgot about it. We gave people like maybe a day to get out of the city and then we just walled off this city and left it to do whatever. It's a lot what um, Dark Knight Rises was based on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so No Man's Land is this, I, I think, five books. So it must have been like a years long a year-long series in Batman, which was everybody just trying to survive inside Gotham with no support whatsoever. And, um, like, Batman disappeared because, like, as Bruce Wayne, he had lobbied the government for help for Gotham and failed and felt so ashamed that he, like, disappeared from Gotham. And, like, Gordon is running around with the cops trying to do his best to basically run them as a street gang that is, like, for authority. So, like... The big thing is every gang has its own tag, and that's how they mark off their territory. So there's like a Joker gang and a and a Gotham PD gang and a Two Face gang and a Penguin gang, and they're just like fighting for territory inside Gotham in this walled off like decrepit city. It's so good. It's such a good <laughs> run. But Birds of Prey is New Gotham is what they built after that cataclysm. So they actually tied it back to existing oh, canon oh, that's that I cool. didn't expect. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You actually tied it to this thing in the best way you could have. Because there's just an episode where they go underground into old Gotham. And I was like, oh, there's an old Gotham. That's really all I needed to know. So new Gotham is not just a thing you've been calling the city for no reason. There's, like, a reason for it. Good. Oh, my God. I guess, And then it also doesn't – it also helps that, like, um, Mitch Pileggi showed up who's one of my favorite character actors. He is Skinner in the X-Files. And he shows up, I think, as their grandfather in Supernatural. So, like, I, I'm assuming, I think I just named two shows you have never watched. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think you would probably <laughs> recognize him. I, I, I can't think of a lot of things outside of that that he's been in, but a, a guy works a lot. I'm sure you've seen him. But, like, tall, bald, very, like, badass, stern-looking dude. Okay. Uh, yeah. Who was a boxer, I guess, before he was an actor. So, yeah. like, he's all all muscle. Um but like he shows up, and when he shows up, he always brings his A game. So that was a great episode. And then like, um, uh, uh, Harley Quinn like starts. They they kill people. They like killed someone's. Um, she like killed someone's uh, boyfriend. And I was like, oh my god, you straight up killed a dude in this series. I didn't think he would do that. That they were just like, yep, she just straight up just stabbed him like three or four times in the Jeez. heart and just left his body there. It's like, wow, that went darker than I thought you were going to go. Cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, so getting a really weird insight into what gets Zach interested in TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like it was just all of a sudden there is this like string of unexpected things happening. And then I went, well, I can't make fun of this anymore. I loved because... it. Because it gave me everything I wanted. And then after tweeting, after live tweeting all 13 episodes oh with a God. hashtag I kind of thought I made up, which was just Birds of Prey TV, I finally clicked on it and I realized that that's like a thing they use whenever they go to like conventions and stuff. Nice. So like I'm just in the mix. I'm just, my, my tweets are just in the mix. With Someone's going to be scrolling actual... through. <laughs> Someone's going to be scrolling through and be like, oh, this guy. Like, wait, this guy, spent, what is happening? straight days watching all 13 episodes of this series, <laughs> and sometimes they were good about it, and sometimes they were a jerk. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's surprising. <laughs> oh, so man. Good. That's so funny. So, so uh, I mean, 
I, I still don't know if I could recommend it, though, because I could tell it's a show, because <laughs> it's definitely a show I liked watching. I am terrible at deciding when my taste will, like, line up with any other human beings. It's the problem. You know, I get so, that. <laughs> uh, nice. So, I mean, it's on CW's website for free. I mean, there's ads and stuff, but for free, so... I don't know. Check out a few episodes. If, See if, how you feel, everybody. If you've been following the last couple of episodes uh, and you episode. think you heard something that might make you want to watch Birds of Prey, go to the CW. We are not endorsed. Baby. There's an episode where they find a baby that's super, that like super ages over the course of like four days, and they just name him Guy. So oh when you look God. up his credits, he's just Guy. Nice. <laughs> And he's played, but the best thing is because he's played at like five different ages in the series. It's baby guy and <laughs> toddler guy and eleven-year-old guy nice. and thirty-year-old awesome. guy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, oh, and then Aunt Becky from Full House shows up as yep. the first Black Canary. So there you go. Like, I mean, it's Aunt Becky. Why not? And the <laughs> Why not? worst graphic. The worst graphics for the Canary Cry ever, which are just giant yellow rings superimposed onto the screen. Uh, <laughs> there you go. If that's what tickles your fancy, go and watch Birds of Prey. It, it was like it was like watching a B movie series. That's what I decided it was like by the end of it, yeah. and that was the thing that I, I mean, think maybe sounds it. <laughs> is it was like well, it was like if Smallville was them bringing their A game to TV and like this is great, and then they were like, well, let's see if we can do it again, but on like half the budget. Like, that's what Birds of Prey feels like. It's like this, like, B-movie version of Smallville, which is, like, perfect. <laughs> sure. Why not? That's uh, oh, that's great. And then I finished, I finally finished the, la- the, uh, the last, no, it's not the last. It's the 10th of 14 seasons of Supernatural. I finally got nice. around to finish that season I was on for, like, a year. Supernatural's a weird show. Supernatural's really a weird is. show. Uh, it's a show that, like, I could get in the mood to watch for like two or three days in a row, just binge a bunch of episodes and then completely forget about it for months. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've only seen like two or three episodes because um, we were in a cabin in Maine, like, you know, staying in a cabin in Maine. And there's only like three channels and one of the channels had supernatural, like a supernatural marathon going on. So we just put it on on the background. Sounds about right. And it was pretty cool. I had no idea what was going on, except the mom from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was there. So, so yeah, I was sold. Gets, there uh-huh. are points where it gets stuck in its own lore, and then there are points where they do, like, one-off episodes. And it's, I think, for 14 years, it has struggled to maintain that balance well. Yeah. People uh, love it, also, though. People love it. And it's strange. It. The, here's the thing. Supernatural is also the reason that Netflix and Hulu are what they are today. It's like solely, oh, almost okay. solely, it is on Supernatural. But before I talk about that, I have to talk about One Tree Hill for a second, because this leads into it. So One Tree Hill <laughs> and Supernatural are both CWWB shows along with Smallville. They're all on kind of at the same time, right? So at the same time that Smallville is on, you also have for their like primetime soap opera show is One Tree Hill. Have you ever seen One Tree Hill? No. I've heard so of it. Tree- I've never seen anything. One Tree Hill stars Chad Michael Murray and then a bunch of character actors that I recognize and could not give you the real name of, including oh. Minkus <gasps> from from Boy Meets World. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's in it for almost the entire series, too. Um, so Good for Minkus. One Tree Hill in its first season 
was a very soap opera show about Chad Michael Murray and his single mom. And I can't remember if he learns this in the I think he learns this in the first episode in the pilot that um, his father is basically the richest guy in town whose legitimate son with the marriage that he's in is like on track to be like he's like freshman basketball star that's going to be like like already on the fast track to Duke and be like his meal ticket for the rest of his life and all of that. Right. And of course it turns out that Chad Michael Murray is better at him than basketball. And that creates drama. Like that's like literally what the setup to this show is season nine of that show. The final season, Chad Michael Murray has left for like three seasons ago along with his, the girlfriend that he had through the whole series. So now like the main cast has switched to that guy, that very good basketball player that I don't remember the name of. And like, Chad Michael Myers' best friend who ends up married to him and um, like their friends like there's like a whole new cast almost by the end of the series and season nine opens up with uh, the basketball player has been kidnapped by Russians one of his friends is having blackouts from childhood trauma one of her friends might be getting divorced because their husband uh, had they had twin babies and her husband locked one of them in the car in the heat and they baby survived but it was a very dramatic scene and another one is like losing yeah it goes fuck wild by the end of this series and that was a show that only should have lasted five years same with smallville smallville and one tree hill were shows that were meant to last five years and be done and that is like the the story that was what was written and supernatural as well um and one tree hill was one of the last big shows where mail-in campaigns would save the show pretty much every season. So like fifth season comes around, show's wrapping up, they're getting ready to end, and all of a sudden uh, the WB gets maybe 20 million basketballs sent to them that all say, <laughs> please, re- please don't cancel One Tree Hill. <laughs> and like every year That's it awesome. becomes this thing where like the end of the season is coming up and the rumors start swirling that it might not come back and all of a sudden the fans are writing mailers and doing all these things. And yep. this is all just as Facebook is becoming a thing. Twitter's not even a thing yet. Like it's all this like last the last kind of big real fan push that didn't include social media. Yeah. Um and so Supernatural is, is has started in this time. Uh Supernatural starts in I want to say 2005 cuz Jensen Eccles was on Smallville for a season where he plays an assistant coach that's dating one of the 17-year-old leads and oh. that is not considered weird. Um Oh. It's considered weird. It's considered weird in that the characters definitely know they have to hide their relationship, but the show makes it romantic. Uh... <sighs> I hate WB sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but okay. he then he then doesn't make it through season four, and then immediately he's on Supernatural the next year. And so Supernatural again, five year show. Like literally, you can even see in the fifth season the guy that created the show very specifically wrote a very specific ending to season five, which is the ending they went with and then completely went, oh, but then there's a season six and they didn't really die, basically. Jeez. <laughs> basically. So, um, but the reason that happens is because right around season four or five of, of Supernatural, like I think it was like as season five was starting maybe, um, Hulu and Netflix were becoming bigger. Yeah. And WB at this time, had thrown all of their old shows onto Netflix and Hulu. And the response to Supernatural, just from the first four seasons going up on that, going up on the show, 
saved it from being canceled basically wow. they it, that goes up and becomes like it had always been a hit for them for its five years or whatever but it had never been like huge yeah. season five gets blown out of the water like blows the rest of the series out of the water because all of a sudden like right before season five started the four seasons before it had gone up on netflix and hulu and everyone had caught up with it and all of a sudden season five is huge and I would say they turn around to the guy that created the show and they're like, there's no way we can cancel this. This thing is the only thing keeping this channel going right now. It's not ending. And, and so now it's basically in a, it's like, it's almost stuck in a loop where they're not allowed to die. They're not allowed to kill off Supernatural anymore. They're on 14 seasons now because they, it's just, it just is like, CW just is the supernatural channel with the Arrowverse. Like that's all it is anymore. <laughs> oh my god! And what's what's crazy is you also get into this situation for the five seasons that I have watched after those five seasons. Or the first five is that they don't know what the hell to make this show anymore because it doesn't have like an overarching story, and so all five seasons follow almost the same exact pattern, which is. One of them, so at the end of season five, somewhat spoilers, I'm not going to say which one, but at the end of season five, one of the brothers sacrifices himself to, 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 the, to stop the apocalypse, and the other one goes off to live basically a normal life with a family. Oh. So season six is starts with the brother that sacrificed himself has miraculously brought himself back from hell and gets the other one roped back into monster hunting. But there's something kind of off about him because he's been in hell and his soul is sort of damaged. And so in the middle of season six, there's a big blowout where they end up fighting about the fact that things are weird and different now. And they get so mad at each other that they split up and then they come back from the holiday hiatus. And there's an episode or two where they're not together and they're lost and they're confused and they're angry. And they eventually come back together because that's they have to. That's how their life works with the two brothers. The two brothers monster hunting together is the only thing that makes sense. And then at the end of that season, the other brother sacrifices himself so that the brother that already sacrificed himself doesn't have to sacrifice himself again. And huh. season seven and eight and nine and ten follow that same exact pattern of whatever brother sacrificed themselves comes back. And then all of a sudden they go <laughs> they, then by midseason, they fight about the thing that that brought them back from the dead or whatever the sacrifice that was they made or who made what sacrifice. And then they spend a couple of episodes mad at each other. Then they come back. And then by the end of the season, the other one will sacrifice themselves instead. And it literally follows it that just pattern. Follows a loop. Yeah. And it just loops like that for five years over <laughs> and over. Jeez. The nice thing is, I can report at the end of season ten that that did not happen that time. That's good. <laughs> so who knows what will happen in season eleven for me? Jeez. But it's just so weird that you, there is like a literal pattern to the thing, which is like, oh, I came back and then they got mad that you made the choice to sacrifice yourself without making, without talking to me, or I did this for you and you should be happy and you're not. And now we're gonna spend two episodes pouting about it, and then we're gonna come back to each other and be like, I, I can't quit you <laughs> jeez oh my god that's crazy and this is a, and yet it worked i mean it worked for five seasons for them at least where it just kept coming back because like i think wb is afraid to cancel them i think warner brothers is afraid to cancel them off of cw at this point because it's kind of the thing that's holding the whole the, foundation together. below itself that's crazy yeah uh, uh, 
I never knew why the, there was a reason for me to not watch but, Supernatural, but now I know what the reason is. But, like, but the other thing that comes from this is that, like, everybody, everybody who makes a television show saw that happen. They see Supernatural go from a show that should have ended nine years ago that is now still going because someone put that show up on Netflix and it exploded. And they have been chasing that dragon ever since. <laughs> it's why like shows keep getting picked up by Netflix. It's why Netflix will spend a hundred million dollars to yep. keep friends because they know that they have like that people coming for one specific show can be the thing that keeps them coming back. And it's never been the same. I don't think there's another show that I think was like saved just by like past things. Well, that's not true. I mean, it's essentially what happened to Family Guy. Family Guy gets canceled after three seasons, yeah. and the DVD sales are so good that they bring it back three years later, and it's still going now. Yeah, or even um, I think American Dad happened too. Like American Dad was canceled, and then it was picked up by another network. It was brought over by TBS, yes. and now TBS will just let that go into perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and it's it's the craziest thing to think that like a show that for what seems like a lot of people is background noise, like Supernatural just seems like a show that is just on before the thing that you were going to watch or after. So sure, just leave it on and we'll watch it and then we'll watch yeah. what we want to watch afterwards kind of thing, which I think is exactly what Friends is, which is why I think it's crazy that they just spent $100 million to keep it, Friends. Because I don't think... I don't think anybody watches Friends on Netflix anymore. I think they just put it on to fall asleep. <laughs> like, yeah, or something like that. I don't know. I've never seen a, like the full series of Friends. So Devin, Devin was like, oh, you could do a podcast about you watching Friends for the first time. There's got to be a podcast. And <laughs> I mean, there. Yeah, probably. But. Um, I would have brought something different. Yeah. Um, so he <laughs> I mean, was like, do it. We can do it. <laughs> the other thing, that's not going to stop me from also doing that podcast. <laughs> um, so he was like, Hey, just so you know, friends leaving Netflix January 1st. So here's what you could do. And he like did all this math of how I could binge through it. And then yesterday I read that they spent a hundred and eighteen million dollars to Jesus keep it, Christ. and I was like, "So friends isn't leaving." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, friends is friends is weird because it is a show that I remember. My my mother and my cousin loved it, and so it got watched in my house. And I remember it being a big thing for them to watch it every week. And I remember when it ended, it was a big thing. Like, I remember watching the series finale. I also realized I missed like 50% of that show. So at some point, I did go back and watch it on Netflix. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever need to go back and watch Friends again. It's it, it's a because weird... Yeah. It, it's a weird time capsule of the late 90s and early 2000s, which was a time when, one... You had an entire show full of white people and no one said a thing. Yeah. Aisha Tyler shows up for a season. That's it. Uh, um, and, like, there's also just, like, a lot of gay panic and homophobia in that show that, like, was just the way that we made jokes in the oh, late yeah. 90s and early 2000s. Oh, definitely. There's, like, an entire episode where Freddie Prince Jr. Is, shows up as a male nanny and it's, like, mind-blowing yeah. to them. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. So, like, there's a, like, I, I, it's weird because obviously 
like friends is still big. Like I get, I get that a lot of people went probably joined Netflix so they could watch friends and then started watching other stuff. And I get that it probably gets a lot of views. Although I will argue till my dying day that a lot of those views are people who threw it on in the background while they were doing other stuff yeah, because, because friends is just an easy thing them. to have on. Right. Yeah. I think that them spending a hundred million dollars to keep it right now is their assumption that that momentum will keep going. Yeah. And I don't think it will. They're going to run out of people who care about bothering to sign up for Netflix to watch friends at some point in like keeping it on for the people who have already watched it a million times. I cannot imagine that a hundred million dollars is worth that. So I don't know. Friends has always been the thing that I've seen a couple episodes. Like I know the characters and all that. I've always liked it from a distance, but I've never like, I've liked what it, I like the idea of friends more than I've liked friends. <laughs> like the idea of where they are now, like where the actors are now and that they might still have contact with each other, that they still talk. Like, I like that side of it, that it, it seems like one of those shows that you, you form like kind of a family with, and you still stay friends with these people. And I, re- I but remember, it, but after... I don't, I mean, I also don't know if that's the case. I don't know if they're still best friends. You think they are. It's, I, like, I think it's the a joke. happen. Um, yeah. I think it's a mix. I yeah. think that there was, I mean, again, there was always like those kind of like Seinfeldian rumors of things where like, oh, they all secretly hate each other or they're fighting about this. And it's like, well, no, I think it's just that when you know someone for a decade, you have ups and downs in your friendship as human beings. Exactly. But like, but even like the relationship with the audience, I think that that's also, I think that's a lot of it. Like you said, like, I remember, I don't, I don't remember what season it was or what that would have coincided with the opening of Scream. But I remember the big thing about Scream is that's where Courtney Cox and David Arquette met. And the next season of Friends was when she started getting credited as Courtney Cox Arquette. And I don't remember why I like I don't know. That doesn't that means nothing. That means nothing ultimately. And yet to me, that was like I remember that being like a I remember like my mother noticing it. Yeah. She didn't even make a big deal out of it. I just remember my mother like when the the season started or the episode started and my mother going, oh, it says Courtney Cox Arquette now. That's interesting. And like to me, because I was a Scream fan for me, like that was like huge. Like. So, funny. so and yeah, like that's it's... but that's the sort of relationship I have with it, which is mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm 50 50 on friends half the time. <laughs> but the fact is, like. I always wish that 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 Matt Le, that I always wish I mean, I'm happy Matt LeBlanc has episodes and I always yes. wish that um, Matt. Oh, my Matthew Perry. I must have Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. That ain't him. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is shaggy and Stewart and yeah. guy from Twin Peaks. The return <laughs> whose head explodes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got to watch Matthew Lillard's head explode when I watch Twin Peaks now. It's Jeez. interesting. Um, oh, God. I got to – I want to say that, though. Let's go back for a second. Matthew Lillard gets – should get so much more credit for his acting ability because not only was he shaggy so good that they gave him the job after Casey Kasem died, yeah. um, but, like, to see to, to see a, something like um, – like Scooby-Doo, and then to watch Twin Peaks The Return where he has nothing but major dramatic acting to do and he does it flawlessly. Phenomenally. He gets, no, he does not get nearly as much credit as he should. Anyway, 
Matthew Perry deserves better than for uh, than than serving Sarah. That's what I really wanted to say. Or fools rush in. I, I gotcha. think that was what he did with Selma Hayek. Like Matthew Perry deserved deserved more. And I'm glad. Like when he showed up on Scrubs, like that was the greatest for me. <laughs> His one episode on Scrubs is so good. Um, what's wrong with Murray? Murray is an old man's name. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I just lost my train of thought. It's oh, okay. Sorry. So, so yeah. So seeing their careers afterwards, like that was the thing where it was like, I, I love that, that I love that friends existed because I love those actors. Yeah. Like I love, like every time they, they co they work, they do really good work. And for some reason they just don't seem to get as much work as I think they deserve. Yeah. I mean, I think like the, the, my two favorite have are definitely Matt LeBlanc and Jennifer Aniston. And their careers afterwards have seemed to be more prominent <laughs> than any of the yeah. others. Um, I mean, David I... Schwimmer is on Will and Grace now. And is he really? Yeah, yeah. He's, um... I thought he was still stuck as a giraffe in Madagascar. No. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, like, yeah, I, I guess it's the whole the friends jokes aspect that happens. Like, there's an episode of episodes where Matt LeBlanc is trying to get the other friends to come to like some benefit dinner and none of them will come because they're like, yeah, no, you're an asshole. <laughs> Even though he's really not, he's like just a chill dude, but in the show he is. It's right. So it's, it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> no, friend, yeah. And, and I think, and I also think that for a lot of people, like Seinfeld is a certain group of like a certain generation's Seinfeld mm. and friends is the next generation's version of that yeah. in a lot of ways. I think, I think it's just a show that it's, it was seemingly fundamental because it was on all the time when you were a kid. And so you can't picture a time when it wasn't on or that these actors weren't working. And now we're at a time where they're not working as much as we think they should be. And scrubs has this weird nostalgia factor to it, but God, I'm not kidding. Don't go back and watch it. Everybody. You might not want to, there's a lot. It's just, it's just, it's just okay. That's the problem. It's not a bad show. It is just a show that is just okay. Don't ever convince yourself it was more than that. Um. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'll also remember the time. I'm also always going to remember that they like completely skipped over 9-11 in that show. Oh. Like what they did was 9-11 happened and they like delayed the opening of that show that, that season. And then like the only thing that really changed was the the skyline shots of New York and everyone started wearing I love New York and uh, FDNY t-shirts like that's that that was their acknowledgement of 9-11 on that show yeah. so yeah I never watched Scrubs so oh my god <laughs> see Scrubs is another one I absolutely love Scrubs is like my friends Scrubs is the show that I would I love and will defend including season nine for a lot of reasons uh, season nine is a show that suffered from the fact that they were afraid to let Zach Braff go away. Yeah. That that's the biggest problem with 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 the the last season of Scrubs because with the med school season of Scrubs was that they refused to make it a spin-off but also they refused to let Zach Braff leave and just let the new cast do its thing and that new cast was excellent. <clears throat> the new cast introduced me to Dave Franco. Yep. Um, I that's the only thing I know about the final up season of the most um, of, uh, Scrubs. The, the saddest, the saddest thing about that final season is it also had the kid who played Jet Jackson, and after that season ended, was like, like within a couple of years is when he uh, passed away. So like, yeah, it's, but it was it show that that 
that's the show that like again i can go back and tell you all of the problems with it but i will also tell everybody to watch scrubs because i love it so much um so obviously i don't deserve to be on this high horse i put myself on on friends because i will do the same for scrubs any day of the week but um at the same time if Scrubs disappeared tomorrow off of the internet, which I think it already has, I don't even know if it's on Netflix anymore. Uh, like, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's a show that's worth a hundred million dollars to go to bat for either. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That's everything I have. That's. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I'm. I. I think I hit everything, except for Castlevania. Oh. But I want to wait to talk about Castlevania another time. All right. <laughs> that's fine because I've got stuff I want to wait till next time. Uh. If do yourself a favor, listeners out there, do yourselves a favor as well, and look at the people talking about the song "Baby, It's Cold Outside" right now, because it's in a weird space. Yeah, it definitely went through its it definitely went through its period of oh, this song is kind of creepy, but it's starting to turn around in a very interesting way that I would love to talk about, but it's going to be like a whole other conversation. Yeah, so that'll be for next week, I think. <laughs> but definitely, like people should look at that Into that song it. and like people talking about it right now because there are people talking about like the history of it now in a really interesting way yeah. um but yeah that's all i've got that's all that's i've all. got <laughs> then uh we'll go grab ice cream in a second but first you can find us on twitter at say report junior and you can find us on youtube if you look up say report junior and you can find us individually on twitter i am at sir whiskey and i am at dale's brain um and- i think on that mo- point let's all get go ice cream <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's all go, get let's ice all, cream. Let's all turn into Adam Sandler and go get ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Take, it Take it away, away Liz. Liz. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.